giving my opinion or just as obviously I can run out of the mouth, I should be just that bold in witnessing to the lost. What a, what a, great, what a great discerning prayer that was. And I, I, I believe everyone in the house could uh, appreciate what Terry was saying. So you're going to need your Bible right there in Matthew chapter uh, 24. I'm going to read verses 40 through 44. We looked at 41 and 40, 40 and 41 last week. This week we're just looking at three verses. I want to begin in verse 40. So be watching. So Jimmy's got me on hashtags, okay? Uh, so he had to explain to me what a hashtag was. So uh, as I'm... Uh, as I'm uh, getting the sermon title ready, I'm, I'm thinking about what the hashtag uh, would be. Uh, and so this week's tag, hashtag is watchfulness. Watchfulness. So here we go. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. So this week, beginning in verse 42, therefore, are y'all with me? Read those words. Stay awake. For you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. How clear is that? Nobody knows. Anybody that thinks they know is nothing but a fool. May be smart. May be very well educated. But he's no more than a fool. It's been happening for 2,000 years. The only way you can get it right is predict every day from here on. And you don't know how many days that would be. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know what day your Lord is coming. Okay? Now, the King James says, doth come. Present tense. Is coming. Is coming. Get that in your mind. Verse 43, but know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. You know what that just says? The people of the world, just regular common people, are smart enough to know that if the thief's coming, they're going to stay awake, be sure they don't get in. Well, we ought to be more discerning than that about ourselves spiritually. Verse 44, Therefore you also must be ready for the Son of Man. Pablo, you want some? <clears throat> We're to be ready. We're to be watchful. Amen. We are to live righteous lives motivated by our continual expectation, listen closely, of His imminent and sudden return. It's imminent. I know it's 2,000 years closer than it was when He ascended back to heaven. Amen? We have looked at Jesus coming with power and glory. We looked at what we should be doing, right? Today, what should we be doing? Waiting, 
looking, anticipating, and expecting his sudden return. All the things the disciples had inquired about. You remember their curiosity as they were up on the Mount of Olives? The disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming? And at the end of the age, they were looking. What will be the sign of the destruction of Jerusalem, his coming at the end of the world? Now listen, we're going to be probably one of two things. We're either going to be slothful, you know what that means? Not ready. Or we're going to be attentive, ready, and watchful. We, we, we tend to be a little slothful. I believe Adam, men, was a slight bit slothful in the garden when the devil came. Would you all agree with that? And it led to a mess. We've looked at four or five things. In verse 4 we found out, do not be led astray. Don't let the circumstances of the world get your mind off eternity. Do not be alarmed. It's going to happen. Be ready. Endure to the end. Somebody said it this week. I, it, I don't think it was anybody from the church, but they used that phrase, be, be ready. Uh, those who endure to the end will be what? Saved. Hang on. Be ready, seeking holiness and godliness, looking for His sudden and imminent and bodily return. Be watchful all of our lives. Amen? Don't take, a, don't take a break from being watchful. Have you not been in, been in circumstances? You were anticipating something. You just kept looking and kept looking and kept looking. and You could have been on a deer stand or whatever. You just kept looking and looking, and all of a sudden your attention went somewhere else and it happened. Huh? We don't want to be caught like that. We want to be ever ready and expecting His return. Two weeks ago, we began to look at keeping watch and being ready. We looked at the days of Noah. Remember those days? Yeah. Last week, we looked at the second illustration, the sudden and awful separation. Two people were in the field, probably worked together every day, could have been brothers, could have been cousins, one taken, one left. Two women working together, grinding at the mill, one taken, one left. It's that sudden. Uh, your relationships won't have anything to do with where you go or whether you stay. Today, we look at the third illustration, the need to be watching. Look at verse 43. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, is coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Now, next week, we're going to get into the... There were two servants, all right? If you're reading ahead, we read it this morning. There's two servants. There is a faithful and wise servant, and there's a wicked servant. We're going to look at that. Uh, it's, it's, it's really, a, I'm telling you, it's obviously talking to preachers. It's obviously talking to heads of the house. It's obviously talking to each of us that we need to be taking care 
of this spiritual body that the Lord gave us. So we're going to look at that for a couple of weeks. This parable also looks at four other New Testament passages that teach us of the sudden and unpredictable coming of the Lord. Listen, it's unpredictable about when it's going to happen, but it is undoubtedly going to happen. Look at these four verses. 1 Thessalonians 5, 2 and 3. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape. 2 Peter 2.10 But the day of the Lord will come like a, there's that word again, a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done in it will be exposed. You remember when we looked at this earlier on? This consummation, uh, when, when Christ comes back and bring it to a conclusion, man, this is going to happen pretty quickly. There won't be any getting ready for it. All of this is going to happen. Revelation 3 and 3. Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come against you. You see that? He's coming quickly. Revelation 16, 15. Behold, I'm coming like a... What's that word again? Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. Be watching, be ready. He's going to come like a thief. You don't know when. So there's two things that we see in this passage we haven't seen before. So the image of the thief reveals two things. First of all, value. What is the thief coming for? Something of a value that you have. Okay? So watchfulness, we are looking because the thief comes to steal. What's he come to steal? Something of value. All right? So what is this? So what do we do with valuables? What do you do with valuables? Lockbox, safe, hide them, whatever the case. Because if the thief come, he'd be looking for those valuables, right? Okay, so you remember the, the, the parable of the treasures that were found out in the field? Remember, they had what? Some value. Are you with me? All right, there's building a case here. There's something here that we're dealing with that has great value. Do you hear me again? There's something here that we're dealing with that has great value. So let me ask you, should we not value our souls more than any earthly possession and truly value where that eternal soul will spend eternity? That is the value. We're talking about 70 years, 72 years, 90 years, 89 years, 
21 years compared to where your eternal soul will spend eternity. That's real value. Matthew 16, 26, you have it there. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Get the picture. Just name them. Soros, Gates, Brazos, name him some more off. They own the world. They're running the world. And everything that they have will not do them a lick of good with their souls in a burning hell forever. And let me just tell you, people who are promoting perversion and foolishness are nothing but perverts, and unless they repent, they will spend eternity in a burning hell. So listen, let me read that verse again. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? So you get it? Thank you so much, Tom. I was, something was wrong up here. Okay, so, so just, just dream of living in a world that you had everything you could possibly dream of wanting. And you had that 80 years. And all of a sudden, death comes, you're gone, and an eternity in hell. What good would any of that stuff do you? Not any. Watchfulness, value. So we have, we found out we've got something of value. Listen, if it's eternal, it's of value. Secondly, watchfulness. Looking for an event to happen. Now, we've been knowing all along we've got to be what? What was those first few weeks, Jack? What was the first few weeks that we look at those two words? Be what? Be what? Be watching, but for earlier on it was be ready, right? Be ready, okay? Be ready was what we began to look at. Now we're looking at watchfulness. We're looking for some event to happen. That's what we're doing. So the verse before, verse 42, listen to this. Therefore, listen to what those two words, y'all read them for me. Therefore, for you do not know what day your Lord is coming. Y'all did really good. Young people, y'all follow along with them too. All right, let's go to verse 44, the verse after today's verse. Therefore, you must also, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Listen, I don't want that to be me. I want to be ready. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss one moment of it. So let me ask you today, are you watching? But the verse in between is the key verse, verse 43. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming. Now listen, this is a little bit of a, it's a little bit of an, Oh, I don't know the right word to use here. But if the master of the house... Okay, next week we're going to look at the master of the house. Really, we're going to look at the master of the house. The pastor, the preacher, the head of the house. But but the master of the house, okay, who, who did God 
okay, put a soul in, and he gave me a mind, and he said, okay, here it is. I have some stewardship over that, right? Some. Are y'all with me? So I'm the, like I said, this is, I want, I want the Lord to hear me correctly. I'm somewhat, some, some little part, master of what the Lord has given me. I ought to take care of it. I ought to use it wisely. Come on. I ought to use it for God's glory, right? Because we look at those, we're, we're going to look at them in the future. We're looking at the parable of the talents. He expects me to take good care of what he's given me and use it for his glory. That's just the way it is. So in that regard, so if the master of the house had known, okay, if I had known the Lord was coming, what would I be? Ready and watching. No doubt about it. So had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake. So stay awake and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. We would have taken care of it. So let's look at the scriptures uh, verse by verse. We're not going to spend any time on verses 40 and 41, but they so well go with this week's passage. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one left. As we saw in last week's message, this points to the separation which Christ shall make at the day of judgment. It will be a sudden and eternal separation. Listen, when, when one group goes to heaven and one group, group goes to hell, are y'all with me? Remember Lazarus and the rich man? There was Abraham in the bosom of, uh, uh, Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham and the rich man over in Hades. Remember, there was a chasm in between. They couldn't go back and forth. The separation, it will be sudden and eternal. Are you with me? So a husband doesn't do a wife any good, a wife doesn't do a husband any good, uh, parents don't do the children any good, nobody's going to get in on somebody else's coattail. Okay? Verse 42, Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. You see that? But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would not, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also, did y'all hear that? This word is not just speaking to me, it's speaking to each one of you. You also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Hey, listen, the only way I know lost people survive, get along, is they just don't think about it. They don't think about the Lord returning or death. And as soon as they do, they go on to something else, right? They've got to get it out of their mind. Well, listen, don't you think it's our responsibility to pray for them and remind them about those things that's going to happen? Mark 13, Be on guard. You hear that? Be on guard. Keep awake. For you do not know when the time will come. That's military terminology. What Jesus means is pretty clear. Well, how clear is it? Therefore, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. Luke, uh, the whole uh, chapter 21 of Luke, expounds upon the Matthew uh, Scripture. But look at what Luke says. 
But watch who? Yourselves. That's a good place to start. That's a good place for me to start. That's a good place for a husband to start. That's a good place for the father of the children to start. That's a good place for the preacher of the church to start. Are you with me? Just exactly what I spoke of earlier. But watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap, for it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake, listen to this, at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man to be ready for judgment. Listen, attention, mindfully. You're mindfully thinking about these things. You're actively thinking about these things. So, you're not just making a passage through this life. You've got something to look forward to. Heaven or hell. So you've got to be aware of that. So, we want to be watchful. We want to be ready. We're on a pilgrimage from here to the celestial city. Y'all with me? We don't want to miss the turn. Mark 4, 18 and 19, y'all have heard my speaking of this over and over and over again. I, I really believe this where lots of people lose out. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. Are you with me, church? We don't need to get so caught up in the world and the things of the world that we lose our own souls. It is so easy to get caught up in the cares. Now listen to that. The cares of this world, but there's another C. The comforts of this world. Is it not? Don't we have it good? Now come on now. We are, we're praying for Heart Cry has 66 new missionaries this year. We support Heart Cry. Hopefully next year we're going to support Heart Cry more. They have 66 new missionaries, one in South Africa today that we're looking at, and one in Kenya. Listen, those people over there, are y'all, re- are y'all with me? Way the majority don't have any running water. They for sure don't have any, y'all know what I'm talking about, AC? Come on now, I'm talking about Africa. Tell me, we've got it pretty easy. Somebody say amen. And if we're not careful, the comforts of this world will blind us that there's an eternity to be spent somewhere. Amen? What are we living for? Listen to me. What we're living for will greatly influence our being ready. If it's all about us and it's all about this world, I promise you, we will not be ready. Do you hear me? If it's all about us, if it's all about this earth, 
This world, when he comes back, we won't be ready. But it's all about living for his glory, being radically obedient to his commands, striving to love the world less and him and others more and more, and doing all we can to advance God's kingdom through the local church. We will be what? Ready. Do you hear me? Otherwise, you won't be ready. You'll be caught up in the cares of this world. So, let me just ask you guys, okay, this is, you ladies, just don't get offended here. I'm talking to the guys. Have any of you thought seriously about what I've said about a man's ultimate goal? Could, could anybody articulate what I've been saying for the last month or so about a man's ultimate goal? He should be headed where? And doing what? I believe that's the higher calling. And I believe that's why men are struggling. Because they've not accepted their higher calling. So listen to me. Let me say this again. Think seriously about a man's ultimate goal. To get to heaven and take his wife and his kids with him. Listen, if that's what consumes you, you're going to be ready when he comes back. You're going to be watching. Our Savior presses us on the need to be living a sober, heavenly, and a holy life. If that's the kind of life you're, you're living, you're going to be ready. Are you with me? If, that's, if you're not interested in those things, being sober, heavenly, living a holy life, you won't be ready. This life with a distinctly heavenly focus will prepare us for His return. Where is our focus? Is it in this world? Or is it in another world? This, this is not my what? No, let me, y'all tell me now. This is not my what? I'm just passing through. We're all just passing through. And then, there. <clears throat> but know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. So what can we learn from this text? So if the imminent and bodily return is on the horizon, what must we be about? Be ready and be watchful. We're going we're to look at three parables in chapter 25. Guess what they're all talking about? Be ready and be watchful. Every one of them. Be ready, be watchful. Therefore, stay awake. Therefore, you must also be ready for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. Listen, I believe it's J.C. Ryle that made this statement. We have to look hard to find a time that Jesus addresses His second coming in which He does not use two words. Ready and watchful. Watchful and ready. I was reading uh, further ahead into chapter 25 this morning. Um, and, 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 and the gist of all of chapter 25 is this. Be ready. Be watching. Be ready. Be watching. 
I, I, I promise you. I, I don't know how it works in, in, in the animal kingdom. But, but I know you, you, you can be watchful. You can be ready. You, you, you've been seeing this buck on, on camera. And you're all excited about hunting. It's a beautiful morning. But all of a sudden, you lay your rifle down. And you lay your binoculars around. And you pick up uh, your a white donut and a cup of coffee. And there he is. I mean, it just, it happens that way. So we've always got to be ready and to be watchful. You know, you know what he's telling us? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Look at me. He knows we're a little lazy. He knows that we can really be distracted. He knows that I can sit down in my chair and I get a little drowsy, right? He knows all of that. So he keeps coming back over and over and over. It says, be ready and be watchful. Listen, Christ knows that the devil works hard to hide the doctrine of his second coming. I mean, unless we got some craziness going on like 9-11 or today, you don't hear much about the second coming. But just as sure as he came, God come in the flesh, just as surely as he lived a perfect life, just as surely as he died on the cross, just as surely as he was in the, t- the tomb three days, just as soon, uh, just as sure that he was raised on the third day, spent 40 days here, sent it back to heaven, just as sure as that is, he's coming. So Christ exhorts us to stay awake, to watch and to be ready. May we have ears to hear his words. Listen, we need to live like a night watchman. And in, over the next couple of weeks, we'll look at this. They had, they had night watches, the first night, the first watch, the second watch, the third night watch, the fourth watch. Probably that third or fourth watch would be the most difficult uh, you're in the military, you've got fire duty, you've got, uh, you've got guard duty. And look, so you've, you've got a company of men and uh, you're, you're, you're camped and you're dug in. And so somebody has got to be watching all the time that the, the thief or the enemy doesn't come in without us knowing it. So somebody's got to stay on watch. And listen, aren't we glad that we have the Holy Spirit? Aren't we glad that we have other people that are praying for us? The day of the Lord will come like a thief. We must always be on our guard. Christians will live like good servants whose master is not home and away on a trip. Now get this picture now. This is what we're going to be looking at today, the rest of the time, and next week and the weeks to come. We are to live like good servants whose master is not at home and he's away on a trip and we don't know what day he's going to be coming back. So we're going to be what? We're going to be ready every day. We're going to be watching. We're going to be ready. Because the truth of the matter is we don't know when he's going to come. So, what a test. Y'all look at me now. Don't lose out right here. Are we, what a test. Let me do, this is a test. Do you 
actively and often look forward to and anticipate that He is coming back. Do we talk to our kids about it? Do we talk to our grandkids about it? Every opportunity. Oh, it's a crazy time. Somebody may ask you some spiritual question now that gives you an opportunity to go into a a dialogue of, yeah, yeah, he's coming back. We are going to die. We don't know when. But we do know what's going to happen once we do die. We're ready. So this calls for heart searching and close examination. Now, what's the Scripture says? Examine yourself. Make sure you are of the faith. Examine yourself. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. This is serious stuff. Are we His and is He ours? Let me ask you, when He comes back, is Jesus Christ going to be our ark? Is is Jesus Christ going to be our safety? He's going to be looking out for us when He returns. Will we be blessed forever? Listen to me. One of two options. There's no third option. None of the above. There's no none of the above. Two options. Heaven for eternity. Hell for eternity. Which are you prepared for? 1 John 3, 3. And everyone who thus hopes in Him purifies himself as He is pure. Are we working towards holiness and righteousness? Well, let's wrap it up with this summary. We have today an exhortation to be on watch. On watch. We're required, number one, to stay awake and to be ready. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know what day your Lord is coming. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. So, we are required to stay awake. Stay awake. Taking care of business. Y'all remember that song? Anybody remember that song except me? Uh, you, know how much, you know how I can sing, but taking care of business. You know, a man ought to be taking care of spiritual business. He ought to be taking care of his family's spiritual business. You men listening to me? You ought to be taking care of the business of God's church. Amen? Taking care of business. Heading to heaven and taking our loved ones with us. That's our business. Now look, we got to have a chicken farm or a job here or a job there to pay the bills. But that's just the job to pay the bills. That's not our business. Our business is knowing that there's an eternity to be spent somewhere. Because everything else, all that other stuff is temporary and passing. Y'all know what I mean? Gone. And somebody else is dealing with it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 6, So then let us not sleep, you hear that? As others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. (laughs) I didn't go ahead with this teaching this morning, but I will now in a conversation. Uh, John Maxwell, oh, I don't know, 30 years ago, he was a very well-known Christian author that taught leadership skills. And so we were, we were having a discussion this morning about what time you ought to get up and read your Bible. And I said, well, somewhere between 3 and 5. 
So I never did finish why I said between three and five. John Maxwell had, had this statistic. He had statistics that could prove that a man who got up before five o'clock every morning would produce more work that day than someone who slept in. So there's something to getting up early. So, so here, here's, where I'm, here's where I'm at with this. Uh, we've got to keep awake. We can't slumber. We can't sleep all the time. We can't be on the Internet all the time. We can't be on the phone all the time, right, and be watching and ready. You young people listen. You on one of those TikTok or Snapchats or something, and the Lord comes back. He ain't gonna be. It's not gonna be pretty. And I'm telling you that that's the de- all of us, not just our young people. Y'all listening to me? I'm talking about people my age, consuming great amount of times with a phone in their hand. That's being lazy. Remember, everything else is temporary. We must anticipate death. Listen, I, I, I was thinking, I, I've had an opportunity to think through death with somebody this week. Death may be sudden, right? I mean, I may not get out of this pulpit. Death may be sudden, but it shouldn't catch me by surprise. Because I ought to be thinking about it. Let me say it again. Death may be sudden, but it should not catch a man or woman living for God's glory, being radical, obedient to His command. It shouldn't catch us by surprise. What is the way we might dream of being in when the Lord returns? Just think about it. If, if, if your boss was gone... He'd been gone for two or three weeks, and you think about, I want to have it just like this when he comes back. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you have had jobs. Some of you have had supervisors. The supervisors have been gone, and they've left you in charge, and you were real particular. You wanted things to be just right when he came back, right? Shouldn't it be that way with the Lord? Shouldn't we want things just right in our house? in our own lives, in our marriage, in the church when He comes back? That ought to be our motivation. We want to be pleasing to the Lord when He comes back. Because what do we want to hear? Y'all tell me, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So we want to strive to stay in that state, being ready. Second, stay awake. Number one, stay awake, taking care of business. Number two, be ready. Don't just stay awake, right? Be ready. On the deer stand, don't just be awake, but have your gun up and be ready. We will soon be in a parable. Y'all know the parable? I mean, everybody knows the parable, if you know any parables of all where we need to have our lamps trimmed and full of oil. Second Peter 3.11, since all these things are thus to be dissolved, you know what that means? Since all these things are about to happen, these things are about to come about, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness? 
You hear that? Holiness, godliness, righteousness. 2 Peter 3, 14, Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish at peace. At peace with God. Amen? With pe- at peace with your fellow man. So, number one, we are required to stay awake and be ready. Number two, why do we be, why are do we be, why are we to be watchful and ready? The time of death and the coming, or the time of his coming is not known to us. We must remember that. We don't know the day and the hour. We just know that it's going to happen. We're left here to be about the king's heavenly business. Verse 43, but know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Stay awake and guard what you have. Most importantly, your souls. Hey, look, men, mom, church members, pastors, elders, listen to me. Importantly, look out for your own soul. Look out for the souls of your wives and your children. Listen, some of them have no concerns with the things of the Lord, but should that keep us believers from praying for them? No, we're to watch out for their souls. We're to watch out for the souls in the church. That's our business. That's what he's left us here to do. We do not know the day of our death. We may have little time to live. I went to I go to see a guy in the nursing home and he's eighty nine years old and I, I came back a couple of weeks ago and I thought, man, he is really, really slipping. I went back and saw him Thursday, he's kind of revived. But you know, one of these days I'll get a phone call. One of these days somebody'll make a phone call about us. Are y'all with me? I, I'm I'm here to tell you. We don't know the day of our death. The Lord does. The time of my departure may be at hand. James 4, 14. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? You are a mist. Y'all know what I'm talking about? A little mist uh, in the morning. Uh, We sit out on the porch when we can and we we can look when the sun begins to come up in the east and we can look back in the east and you can see the mist in the air, well, what, tell me what's going to happen to that. In a few minutes, it's going to be what? Gone. So we do not know the day of our death. Number two, it will come in an unexpected hour. Therefore, you must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. We know He is coming. We just don't know when. We know we're going to die. We just don't know when. So knowing those two things, we ought to be watching and be ready. All right, here's three more scriptures for you. Oh, these are good ones. They're right there in that last chapter. They're right there around Maranatha. Revelation 22, 12, Behold, I'm coming soon, bringing my recompense with me, I'm going to take care of business when I come. I'm, you know, the businessman might say, I'll have my books with me. We're going to settle accounts when I come to repay each one for what he has. 
God, I want to tell you, I want somebody else to do my dealings. How about y'all? I want somebody else saying, hey, I got his books right here. What he doesn't have covered, I got right here. Revelation 22, 20, he who testifies to these things says, surely I'm coming. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. There you go. Maranatha. Come, Lord. Come quickly. Matthew 24, 50. Wow. This ought to make a man. It ought to make a husband. It ought to make a father. It ought to make a mother who has to be the head of the house. It ought to make preachers and deacons and elders tremble. The master of that servant talking about the the, the, the one left in charge will come on a day when he does not expect him at an hour he does not know. We are going to be called to an account. So let us live in a state of perpetual expectation, watching and being ready. <laughs> I, just, I just thought about how many times we've looked at this in the last couple of months. Listen, you, don't, you want to be ready. You don't, want the Lord, you don't want the Lord to say, how many times did he have to tell you to be ready? You with me? But we ought to be saying it till we're all ready. Okay, so number three, be at least as wise as the people of the world. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Now, you know what this says? Common sense among common just worldly people says, if we knew the thief was coming, we'd stay awake. I mean, I'd be watching at this window, I'd be watching at this window. I'd be listening, right? That's what we ought to be doing. We all have a spiritual house to watch over. Pastors and men have a house to watch over. Next week, we'll get to that. But we must not get drowsy. The thief comes, and so will Christ come at an unexpected time. If we're ready, it will shame the devil. Don't we want to have some of that? Shaming of the devil. And will bring great joy to us and ours. But if we're not ready, our houses will be justly broken apart in death and judgment. So we can say, oh Lord, help us be ready. I think we ought to run hard. I think we ought to be persistent. Amen? I think we ought to have a good map. I, I was thinking about this morning. What if we lost our GPS signal on a trip? We'd be in trouble, right? We need to hang on to this. We need to have a good map. Our new answers in Genesis memory verse for the next four weeks for the uh, adults or five weeks for the adults is John 8, 12. Listen to what it says. And again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Listen to this. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Listen. If you're following Jesus, did you hear me? Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. If you're following Jesus, if on a daily basis you're striving to follow Jesus, you'll be ready and you'll be watching. Amen.